I'd like to welcome you to the ministry of McCormick's Creek Church. We certainly hope that you will enjoy this selection. Bible says, <clears throat> unless you be converted as like little children, you won't even see the king. <clears throat> Youth, wonderful job. Thank you. Thank you for showing this church that the future is in good hands. You pillars have nothing to worry about. For as long as they can do this, as long as they can do that, there will always be someone behind this pulpit here at NCC. Man. Oh, man. It's good to be up here. I haven't been up here for a while. I know I'm the only thing standing between you and dinner. I will be fast. Quick and powerful like the Bible. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Right, Dara? Amen. All right, the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Go to verse 9. Very familiar. It's nothing new. Nothing that you haven't heard before. Sometimes we need reminded. Sometimes it's easily to get busy and forget. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed, holy, the holiest of holies is thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I want to just talk. I'll do more teaching than preaching, and I hope that's okay. Young people, get your pens and paper. There's going to be a lot of scripture. We need a little bit of heaven touching earth. And I, I say that with the most boldness that I possibly can. Also to myself. I don't think we preach enough about heaven anymore. We preach a little bit more about how you're going to make it. And I want to just talk for a little bit about heaven touching earth. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, let me do a good job. Bless your word. Be in this place, Lord Jesus. And I pray that I would not withhold anything that you want to do from this point on. Let me just be a mouthpiece of your perfect will and perfect work. I worship you with everything that I have this evening through the microphone and through this pulpit. And I am thankful for this point of reference. And I love you for it. And I'm thankful for it. And everybody, would you please clap your hands unto God.
The woe moment. A woe moment. I've had a couple of woe moments in my lifetime. I grew up with three brothers. There's a lot of woes. A lot of you stop dead in your tracks and just say, whoa, what just happened? I'm sure I'm not the only one with siblings, and I'm sure I'm not the only one with a mom and dad that grew up with uh, the hard knocks, so they decided to raise their children with a little bit of discipline. Um, but I remember my brother Anthony and my brother Keith were arguing one day, and uh, my mom was not home yet. It was just us three. My brother Nate was with my mother, and there was a woe moment that happened that I'll never forget. My mom came home and saw that Anthony was really mistreating Keith, but she didn't know the whole story. I knew the whole story, but I was going to sit back and watch him get just yelled at. And so at this moment, my mom walks in and she starts yelling at my brother Anthony. And I'm, I'm, we're all standing there and I'm looking at my watch and going, man, she's really going. And at, at the point when I'm thinking, man, is she ever going to stop? Anthony just says, would you please shut up? Dad wasn't around. That's good. <laughs> but at that moment, that's when I said, whoa. <laughs> what just happened? And I think my brother Keith grabbed his head and said, somebody call 911. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how that went down. <clears throat> the rest is a blur because I'm pretty sure I just ran. But that was a woe moment that I'll never forget. And that is a woe moment that I'll share with you tonight. But I'm going to share another one with you that God himself will never forget. God himself says woe in one instance in the word of God. Revelations chapter 12, 12. Is it? There it is. Therefore rejoice ye heavens that ye dwell in them. Woe. To the inhabitants of the earth. That's me. And of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth he has but a, a short time. Now for God himself, say, whoa, to all of us living on earth, this must be pretty bad. In 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9, the devil walks about seeking whom he may devour. We know this. In Jude, chapter, in Jude, verse 6, it says that the angels that fell are in everlasting chains under darkness. So how can it that the devil can be walking about seeking whom he may devour, but yet be in chains under darkness for everlasting? How is it? How is it possible? Both statements are true because they are in the word of truth. How can it be that he is like a lion, but yet in chains? Ephesians 2 and 2 tells us that he is the prince and power of the air and the spirit that worketh in children of darkness. So I have asked this question too. How can he be in chains, but yet also be walking as a lion, seeking whom he may devour? And I answer, he uses people. He uses people to get under your skin. He uses people to call you out. 
Galatians 3 and 1 says, Oh foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? I say who? Not what. Who? People. People are going to be the ones that separate your eyes from the truth. People are going to be the ones that try to separate you from the love of God. People are going to do that. He uses people. And that is why it is our job to ask the Holy Spirit for discernment. So that way we know when someone walks into our life unexpected, we can discern what their motive is. For if you do not know, you might get devoured. Seems pretty simple. And I think that is very important that, yes, we should know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, James and Peter. We should know all them, but you should also know that there's a Judas. You should also know that there's going to be that one that God knows the motives of that person. God knows all along the motives of what Judas was going to do. But that did not stop him from still healing people. See, that did not stop him from still casting out devils. It did not stop him from still preaching the gospel. Jesus kept on healing, he kept on preaching, and he kept on casting out devils. We need a little bit more of heaven to touch earth. No matter who comes into our life, no matter who tries to stop us or shut us up, we still always seek to bring heaven to earth. No matter who is around us, we should still be doing this. And I say, if God before us, then who can be against us? There's that who. If God before us, then who can stop me from bringing heaven? So the first moment that heaven touched earth was when Satan was cast out. That's one moment I want to talk to you about. That was one time when heaven touched earth and God said, whoa. But there's another time that heaven touched earth. Acts chapter 2. They were all in one court, in one place. And there came a sound from where? Heaven. Of a mighty rushing wind. So not only did God say, Woe, inhabitants of earth, for I have just sent Satan down to devour you. But I'm giving you a way of escape. But the only way that you can get that way of escape is if you're gathered together in one mind and one accord. Ephesians 1 5 tells us that we are the children of adoption. Correct? Philippians 3.20 tells us that we are the conversation in our conversation is in heaven from whence we also look for our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. That word, conversation, it's like a politoum. Politoum? Greek? Do you know what that means? Citizen. It means community. Your citizenship is in heaven. If 
And okay, if your citizenship is in heaven, then I think it's time that we make heaven touch earth. But the only way that you can be a citizen of earth is if what? Born again. So now, if all of us are born again of the water and of the Spirit, and we are citizens of heaven, then I think it's time that we take that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven to heart. Sister Ashton, (laughs) you think for one minute that you don't do a good job? I'm going to tell you that you do. When I come home and I hear my son singing this Desposito song, it gets under my skin. I cannot stand it. I hate it, but there's a little bitty, there's a little bitty thing called VBS. And once VBS happened, I come home and my son Kyvin's singing, "My God is so big and so strong and so mighty." Now, don't you think for one second that VBS isn't touching somebody? I got a little dude over there. That's heaven touching earth. Sister Voorhees, when you're walking around with that baby down in the front of this altar, that's heaven touching earth. Mr. Viola, when you're down here and you're dancing before God, no matter what you're going through, that's heaven touching earth. And the devil is so quick to just blind our eyes off of that. We have got to get to the point to where heaven is touching earth again. In the Old Testament, it was signs and wonders. It was fire from heaven. It was manna from heaven. It was water from a rock. It was all visual. It was all just things that you could miraculously see. Waters of, of, of water, and they just walk on dry land. It was all miracles in the Old Testament. You get into the New Testament, which Jesus is not dead yet, and it's still miracles that you can see. It's all outside. But Jesus comes down and he starts preaching about the inside. So see, Jesus changed up the whole thing. We're not asking you to call fire down from heaven no more. If you did, that would be awesome. But now that we have media, people would say you faked it. So it does us no good. So I'm not asking you to when I'm saying let heaven touch earth in your life. I'm saying go win a soul. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they need to hear the gospel priest. That's heaven touching earth. But here's a word of caution. As soon as you do, devil's going to show up. The devil sends demons when you're doing anything else. But when you start preaching the kingdom of heaven is like, you're going to have Satan show up at your door. He can't stand it. When you start telling people that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, smallest of the seeds, but yet grows into this largest plant of the garden. What's that saying about the kingdom? It means that the kingdom of God should be ever expanding. It should always be growing. How do you do that? uh, You only do that is when you are become an ambassador for Jesus Christ. When you start showing this earth that you are not a citizen of this earth any longer, that you belong to a home called heaven. So you're going to reach up into heaven and bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. The Bible tells us that the battle is not ours anyway. It's the Lord's. Stop wrestling against flesh and blood. Don't worry about them. 
all the ones that didn't want to get healed by Jesus, they just did. Can't win everybody, but you. It's time that heaven touches earth. I know this ain't profound. It's on my heart. It's on my heart. I think we just come to church and we go through the motions and then we go home and then we leave church and heaven right here. I, I think we leave it right here and we're not supposed to. I'm not. I'm really preaching to my youth. You guys just have. There's going to be a third time when heaven touches earth. Third time when heaven touches earth is when the sky rips open. See the King of Glory finally. But, you know, as much as I want that day to come, as much as I wait and anticipate and pray that it comes sooner rather than later, I still have lost soul. I still have family that are lost. You know? So every single day, you need to be doing the your heavenly kingdom. You need to be doing your job. And your job is to simply live it. You can't just talk about the Word. You've got to be a doer of the Word. And it's easier said than done, and I get it. I understand. But I was telling my young people just the other day that it's all a mind battle. It's all a mind battle. Everything's about the mind anymore. It's what Satan, Satan came to Jesus three times. Try to get in his mind. He conquered him. Guess what? If that Jesus lives in you, then anything Satan comes against you with, you can conquer. And I think that the only way that you can come boldly before the throne room of grace, if you're a sinner, I think you can come down to this altar and you can pray a repented prayer. I think that the only way you can boldly, and I say boldly, go before God and start commanding or praying command. The Bible says it, command you me, look it up. You want to start praying those prayers. You've got to be a citizen. You've got to be born again. We all know this. Lost everything. 2 Corinthians 4 4. I'll just end. Lost everything. <clears throat> Pastor once said this statement, and it stopped me in my tracks. I was sitting back there where my wife's sitting. She was beside me. He made this statement the kingdom of Satan. And I, I looked at my wife and I was like, there's no kingdom of Satan. I said, where in the world is he getting that? He's like, And I said, you don't use that word. There's little kids around. And that word, but I, was, I had to tell the truth. So while he was preaching, Lord, forgive me, I got on my phone and I was like, I'm going to look this up. There is no kingdom of Satan. And then I found it. It's in Matthew 12. It says that uh, if Satan cast out Satan, how then can his kingdom stand? I was like, man, he's, he's got it. Man, I'm glad that's my pastor. That dude's got it. But then it got me thinking. <clears throat> if we are to pray 
Thy kingdom come. Where's the kingdom of God? Why do we have to pray thy kingdom come if his kingdom was in control down here? Behold, I give you power upon serpent and scorpion. Behold, I give you the power to cast out. He let him have his own kingdom because he's trusting you to bring him down. You have the power. Every single day he tries to rob you of that fact. Every day. Behold, I give you you power. You power. And what, what do we do with it every single day? <laughs> we leave it sitting on our nightstand. Walk out the door. <clears throat> I did it for years. Leads me to this. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. There is a God of this world. My God does not kill people with, you know, hurricanes and tornadoes. That's not my God. There is a devil loose on this earth. And he is trying his best to make everybody blame God. So that way when you stand up and start preaching, no, God is loving and just. And then they're like, well, why would he do all this? He's not doing this. There is a Satan loose. There is a kingdom loose on this planet I didn't even know about until my pastor preached it and I looked it up. And then that gave me power. Like, okay, we're going to pray against this. That's how it works. <clears throat> but I like what the rest says. What does the rest say? Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. How in the world is it going to shine unto them? That's where you come in. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It's time that we bring heaven and let it touch earth, young people. It's time. It's time that we see these things that we just read about. <laughs> but it's not going to happen. <clears throat> Unless you get inside your mind, you're a citizen of a country. Because you know what? When Jesus shows up in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, he starts saying statements that are like this. You have heard it said, don't murder. I say, if you just have anger in your heart towards your brother, you're a murderer. In other words, like this, you're here from earth, and if you murder, that's bad. But where I come from, you even think about it. How are you going to call the kingdom of heaven to earth and start living it? Makes another one. Uh, he that even looks on someone and lusts after them. He says things like that. That's the inside, ladies and gentlemen. Circumcision of the heart. This is all an inside game now. 
try to play a game with my youth every Sunday that they know. They can relate to what I just taught. I'm afraid that when the, the skies rip apart and the King of Glory comes walking down, we're going to realize that this was a game that you did not want to lose. And you're going to realize all the moments that you had to be in the Word of God. I have a feeling that some of us are going to realize all those times that we had to get on our knees in prayer and start praying against hurricanes that are about to hit our coasts. We have the power. We didn't do it. I think it's, I think I'm tired of them going to the Baptists. Forgive me if you are, and the Catholics for prayer. I'm tired of it. Why aren't they coming to us? We're not showing heaven on earth. That's why. It's so simple. <clears throat> Please stand. I'm done. I'm just. I'm teaching. Youth, did you get all of it? Did you write it all down? What? <laughs> All right. I, I apologize it was not completely profound. But I preach and talk to my youth level they can understand. <clears throat> Getting smarter than me. <clears throat> Which is good because they can take over. The Bible says that if we bind things on earth, God will bind it in heaven. And he also says that if we lose things on earth, we'll lose it in heaven. I don't know what you're going through. I don't. Young people, it's worse out there now than when I was a young person. My opinion. The same things are still there, it's just amplified. But I think, I think that it is now time that we put our money where our mouth is, so to speak. It's time that we start binding things on earth that don't need to be here no more. Jesus told us that when you pray, you should pray that thy kingdom come and thy will be done. In earth as it is in heaven. In heaven there is no blind. In heaven there is no lame. In heaven there is no sickness. There is no death. There is, there is no pain. And I think that it is time that we, tonight, as we end this in prayer, that we, we start binding things in our life that don't need to be there. I love what Jesus, what God, told Noah after the flood. He said that day and night, cold and heat, day and night, cold and heat, summer and winter, will never change. They'll never stop being summer and winter. There will never stop being day and night. There will never stop being cold and hot seasons. 
And I like that fact because the one thing that he told Noah from now on, I can tell you that there is, there's always going to be change. That's one thing I can promise you that there is always going to be change. And I think that it's time right now to start binding and loosing things and start changing things that we can control. Change. If you're poor right now, guess what? That's going to change. If you're suffering right now, guess what? That's going to change. If you're in a rainy season, guess what? It's going to stop. He promised Noah that the only thing I can tell you right now is that there's going to be a change. Constantly. I almost shouted, if you're bored, say amen. I don't know, folks. I'm just here to tell you that it's time to bind things in your life that don't need to be. It's time to lose things in your life that you've been wanting or that God has promised you. It's time to take back what even the devil has stolen from you. It's time. It's time that we are an MCC church that we're powerful. And if something's going on, the mayor is going to come contact us. That's the church that we should be. And the only way that we're going to show them any difference between us and any other church out there is if they see something from a country that's not from here. The sound of heaven touching earth. We sing it, King Jesus. All of heaven roars your name. I open this altar right now. I'm, I'm done. I'm done hindering. I want you to come down here. I want you to start binding, binding things in your life that shouldn't be there. Whether that be at school, in your marriage, in the bank account, whatever it may be. It's time that we bind and we lose things. In the name of Jesus. There is power.